Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am so excited to have my two guests here with me today. I have Olivia and Jack Koning with me. The wandering duo will be wandering, and I am so excited to have them here. And I'm going to turn it over to them and let them introduce themselves. Hi, I can start. Um, I'm Olivia. I was born and raised in Georgia, um, and I am currently a marketing manager by day and a travel content creator slash travel planner by night. That's kind of how I introduce myself. Um, I recently moved to Seattle with my high school sweetheart, Jack, about a month ago. Um, we met when we were 15 and just had our one-year anniversary this past June, um, our one-year wedding anniversary. So we are settling into this new city and yeah, we love travel. We've spent time digital nomading um, and are really passionate about showing others um, that Wonderlust is within their reach. So very cool. Yeah, that's me. And then I'll let Jack introduce himself. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, I'm Jack. Um, I am English. You can't gather by the accent. Um, I moved to America about 10 years ago now, um, started in Georgia for a good bit, yeah. and now we've just moved to Seattle, traveling throughout that time as well. Um, I do SEO, spe I, I do SEO, I'm an SEO specialist, yeah. and uh, then, yeah, the travel stuff on the side as well, which is the true passion, so, Love it. Um, yeah, excited to be here. Love it. They, I appreciate you guys being here. And I love that um, in a lot of like your TikTok account, it's an American and a Brit who love to travel. Like, I love that that's the tagline you guys have. Um, and I love that you guys are high school sweethearts. Um, you know, we hear about it. It's all the romantic stories that we hear about, but we don't sometimes see it all the time. So I absolutely love that. I want to take it back to, you know, how did travel begin for the two of you? what kind of spurred it on um and then we'll get into what you guys have created business-wise today jack do you want to start because i feel like you grew up traveling so <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah so i being from england was able to kind of travel quite easily because of all the cheap airlines like easyjet yeah. and i could hop on the channel over to france and it was it was yeah. quite easy to do international travel quite early on um and so that was always a passion for me, experiencing other cultures. And my parents really wanted to instill that in me to experience the world. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, that was, that was my childhood. And then we moved over to America and I met Liv pretty early on. Yeah. And our first destination actually together was in the United States, in Seattle. So Good. that was cool. That was our first kind of trip together. And then um, our first international trip of when we went, um, we did study abroad for a semester in Italy and Florence. Um, and I think that's where we really got our kind of like adult passion yeah. for um, for travel. Yeah. And then it just kind of took hold and we kept traveling and, love it. and exploring, yeah. I love that, I and I get so jealous because I have, um, I do know quite a few people that have moved overseas and they're like, it's so easy and cheap to travel. And I'm like, it sucks because here it, <laughs> it's hundreds of dollars sometimes to travel, but some of those other places just to be able to go and explore for a weekend. Um, I'm constantly jealous. 
of uh, everybody's weekend travels around uh, Europe and other parts. Uh, but I love that. And I've always, I've, I've, I've been traveling from a very young age too. So I've always had that travel hunger where if I stay in one place too long, I'm like, I gotta go, I gotta go somewhere. Um, and it drives me crazy when I'm, <laughs> when I'm home for too long sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. Our, our favorite, one of our favorite quotes is like when the, what is it, Jack? It's like when the travel bug bites, it bites hard or something like that. <laughs> Yes. And it, it, it like, that is like true. When you created this business, this travel business of creating these recommendations and things, how did that come about? Because you guys have had so many clients and so many people have been thrilled with the recommendations that you guys have given them. How did you come to say, we're going to turn our passion for travel and our love for it and give people recommendations and things that they can go and chase and do as well I think it really came about after that initial study abroad trip to Italy where I just fell in love with planning Jack and I's own little trips and excursions during that time and I was like this is fun I feel like I could create the same experience for people back home and also I don't want to stop doing this when I return home I love the planning aspect. I love the details of logistics, of what train to catch, of how mm. public transportation works in different countries, what to look out for, um, how to make sure you see all the places you want to in a certain amount of time. Like, um, and also just like seeking out those like hidden gems and local spots and stuff was something I was really passionate about of pouring into the local community um, and, so I was like, how can I continue to do this yeah. when I'm not traveling and as I continue to travel? And um, around the same time or shortly after we had a um, travel app reach out to us called Thatch and wanted to partner with us. And so we kind of got scooped into their creator program um, where we were kind of the guinea pigs as they were um, producing new features on this app, we kind of gave them feedback and their whole idea is that they wanted to be able to monetize travel recommendations for these travel creators who have explored and experienced all these cool yeah. places and wanted to pass them along. So it seemed like a really natural fit for what I was trying to do. So from there, we just kind of started building a business, figuring out how to create um, packages for recommendations and Jack really was a lot of the brain behind like the custom categories and stuff like that which I just thought was so genius and a way to like really personalize um, those guides so yeah. that's kind of how it came about. Are, is one of you like more you build at the itinerary and then the other one is just very go with the flow or are you both like very much have the itinerary put it all together and that's how you travel? Hmm. So I would say I'm a lot of like the, I do a lot of the prep. Okay. Um, so I like figuring out the places to go and sort of getting like a rough itinerary outline together. But when it's like go time and game day and we are in the moment, that is a lot of like Jack. So Jack will kind of take over and make sure like we're getting to the train station on yep. time. We have everything with us. He's more of that like in the moment sort of like organization where I'm like, I'll do all the prep work. <laughs> I travel a lot with my sister 
And I am very much, I make sure we're at the airport on time. I make sure we know where we're going at all times. And people will ask her, they're like, why don't you travel by yourself? She said, because if I ever travel by myself, she said, I will for sure get lost or somewhere because I don't <laughs> have my sister or my dad with me. Um, and he was the one who really taught us growing up, like what time you have to be at the airport for certain flights and things like that. And so, um, she always, she is very much the free flowing one that thank God she has somebody with her. <laughs> I would say we balance each other out pretty Good. well with our like travel style and yeah. what we like to do. So very that's cool. definitely a blessing. <laughs> very cool. Now, when you travel is, do you have like an adventure side or are you more off of, um, you like to kind of just walk around and just see what you find? Yeah, I feel like we kind of, we try and balance it, honestly. I think we try and create like a structure a little bit when we plan for our trips. So we'll have like, you know, we might want to see, say it's like Rome, we want to see okay. the Colosseum and Absolutely. Trevi Fountain or something like that, have those like pillars. Yeah. And then our plan will be to kind of flow around yeah. those and kind of, you know, plan so we get to see what we want to see, yeah. but leave enough room so we can pop off down an alley at some point and go see something that we've just yes. caught our eye you know yes absolutely and you guys have been to some extremely cool places that I am super jealous of um but I would like to just go through a few scenarios that I would say like best food experience if I was to say that what's what is the places that pop into your mind I mean <laughs> Oh gosh. I, I mean, an initial like answer would be Italy. I mean, I love Italian food. There's nothing yeah. like a Neapolitan style pizza Yeah. from really any, I mean, Florence has great food, but even you get out into like the smaller villages and towns where it's just authentic and you get these homemade yeah. pastas and dishes and like, it's just incredible everything yeah. is grown in the same region pretty much yeah. like it's super fresh flavorful um we did this one um down in the Puglia region of Italy one of my favorite dining experiences ever was this um we went to this olive tree farm um just a bit away from a town a hilltop town called Astuni and we had basically like a, I think it was like a seven course meal. And we, we sat, they turned the old stable into like the dining room essentially and came out and explained each dish to us. And um, we got to sample the, all the olive oil that they'd grown on the farm. And some of these trees were like around like BC, like super old. Um, and we, at the end, we did like a olive oil, we had like an olive oil liqueur or something that was just super unique and cool. So that was, that was a super fun experience. If I was to say, um, favorite travel scenery that you've ever come across, favorite sites, what would you say? You want to answer Jack? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's hard. It's, um, I think if I was to go like a natural and like a city route. Yeah. I'd go naturally. I'd honestly naturally I'd probably go for the Pacific Northwest, like okay. up here. Because yeah. it's just absolutely gorgeous. Unreal. The coast, the mountains, everything. Yeah. It's stunning. Yep. Um and then the in terms of city, 
I'd probably go with um, Italian, probably Italian architecture, honestly, again, like it's just the, like something like Florence or the smaller hilltop towns like Perugia, like they're just, yeah. it's just gorgeous and the history and everything, it's really nice. Best cafe or best place to find a really good cafe? So Jack discovered this cafe in Florence. I feel like we need to branch away from Italy, but it's just the best <laughs> and we spent the most we spent the most time there so I guess yeah. we're a little bit biased we have those experiences there um he so Jack I don't want to like tell the story for you but he was basically he was in this art of walking class um which is super interesting it was like very um philosophical and it was about essentially yeah like the art of walking and they just their teacher led them to this little cafe along the river about 45 minutes outside of central Florence called Santa Rosa Bistro. And it's basically all outdoor, it's super open. Um, and it's in like a little garden and there's, it's a lot of locals and families coming to just like enjoy the surroundings. And it kind of feels like you're outside of the city in this little secluded spot. And they make, um, they had some really cool like, um, signature lattes like they did a coconut vanilla one and they're kind of they're kind of experimenting which I was honestly surprised for Italy because they kind of are stuck in their you know yeah. they like their tradition but um they have so they do like a shakerado and all these fun um fun drinks so that is one of my favorite uh that was one of my favorite cafe experiences for sure and all of an art of walking art of walking class that's pretty <laughs> Yeah, it was a, it was a wild time. It was such a we literally our projects for that semester yeah. were was a walk, and then we had to like es like write an essay about it and the philosophical kind of surroundings of that. She was such a quirky lady, and I I miss it honestly. It was such a great time. I love that we you know we don't have that kind of stuff here, which is which would be something so wild to see. You just see people walking in different directions all around all around the United States. We're like, where are you going? You guys have been traveling for quite a bit of time. You have your business. Is there, you guys have both said that you were doing this as a side, but you're both very passionate about this. Is there an idea that you want to take this and make this full time? Or is it just, you would so, you're loving having it as a side right now? I would love to completely work for myself and have like own my own travel brand business um full-time one day working yeah. in a startup has taught me a lot about how to run a small business and so getting to apply those to my own right now hobbies passion side hustles whatever you want to call them has has been really instrumental and has taught me a lot so i feel like i'm definitely in this kind of kind of learning and absorbing season while also getting to create as much as I can and try to balance a full-time job in addition to all these fun side projects that we're doing but um no I would love to I have so many I I feel like I come up with an idea a day for some sort of business or product and I'm just like I just wish I had the time to make them all happen but yeah um I think that I yeah I think hopefully one day would be really cool I um I work in corporate America and I like I have this podcast I have um I do social media contracting as well but the corporate America stuff has taught me so much that I'm able like Olivia exactly what you just said it's taught me so much that 
I can, I'm able to do this stuff more efficiently. I'm able to do mm-hmm. it at a level, by all means, I wish I could be doing this all day though. And I wish I could be doing this full time. Um, but it, it definitely plays a massive part in helping to make sure that I get a bigger view so I can come back and really make this as, as efficient as possible. Um, mm-hmm without being the full CEO in corporate America. <laughs> exactly. I I feel like I started honestly freelancing before I realized what I was doing. I was I've I've kind of grew up with an, a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit um and I would go out and ask small businesses if I could take photos and run their social for them back when social media marketing was kind of becoming a thing and then eventually just kind of tumbled into marketing. I think I've always been a writer. And so that sort of S that, that sort of went along with um, all the sort of marketing that I was learning at the time as well. And just experience uh, experiences as, as life went on. So, but yeah, I mean, digital marketing is, that's pretty much, it's a huge part of running any small business or side hustle nowadays. Like it's, it's really is key. So I'm thankful for all those experiences. And Jack, I wish I had somebody handy like you every single day to help me run my website more efficiently. I really, <laughs> I just don't understand it. <laughs> yeah, it's just, that it can get, it can get complicated. And sometimes I get confused, honestly, and I have to do a quick Google, but at the end of the day, you just got to keep going and hope that it will make a difference. And it does. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. There's no shortage of differences between us here in the United States and going over in Europe. What was kind of the biggest shocks? I mean, Jack, I'm sure for you, biggest shocks coming over here, but also going back and forth and traveling over in Europe. What were kind of the biggest shocks for you guys um, of how different everything is? Yeah, I think I think one of the biggest shocks, honestly, because I, I have been here a while now, so I'm kind yeah. of like, a mash of American and English culture now so but um speaking on yeah going over there I think it was the pace of life for sure I think there's there's a lot of um and you know the ambition in America and the, and the, and the drive here is really inspiring and really cool and you, know, you go to a coffee shop with a bunch of people working it yeah and working on their side hustles and stuff and it's really yeah. it's inspiring but but I think there is something you know same in Italy and France and parts yeah. of England as well you're just people are just you know they're working that's not really their whole life but it's, right. it's what they do and right. then they're moving slowly through the day a longer lunch or a longer dinner yeah. or they're taking more time to have a conversation and it's I think that's that's a pretty big big difference and it's something that I think is valuable as well to learn from yeah Olivia what about you coming from here going over to Europe I think um growing up in a suburb I was really shocked by the urban planning of like these small super historic cities and then you know being part of a large um I guess neighborhood where you had to drive 15 minutes to get anywhere where like over in Europe it's very walkable I feel like and I feel like walkability really adds to your quality of life you can go and get your fresh veggies from the market you can go and run all your errands essentially by foot which some people are like that's unconventional I need a car but I just I 
I think there's a real just like pleasure and joy from being able to get around so many places and also just like there's less um I don't know it just it seems more connected to like instead of just going out and driving you're able to like say hello to the people you pass in the street every day and it's not like you drive back and then you're like back at your house in the suburb outside of you know the more connected city so I think um I think just like that sort of aspect was really cool to see and experience I wish I could walk everywhere every single day I think we would be, mm-hmm. <laughs> United States would be a l- less obese country, uh, you know what I mean? Like we would have so many less issues yeah. in that category. It would keep, I think it would keep us fit. It would keep us more yeah. connected. It would, it would honestly, I think make us happier. I think I did read about a study or I saw someone post a study about like the more walkable area you live in actually correlates to like a higher uh a, a better like a better quality of life and you're you're happier essentially so I thought that was really interesting I will say that is a part of what I love about downtown Seattle is how is the Pike Pike Place Market and everything in that whole strip down there everybody's out everybody's get like mm-hmm. enjoying life and all those incredible food that is in that one area but it is so enjoyable just to walk around that whole area right there. And that was what popped into my mind um, Mm -hmm. when I was, when you were saying that, because that's like one of my favorite areas just to walk around um, and talk to all the different vendors who create everything. And it's such a fun area to be around. Yeah. Watch them toss the fish back and forth to each other. There's usually some musicians playing and then you can walk down to the to the uh, pier, which is yes. beautiful. It's yeah. yeah, it's lovely down there. Yeah. Where do both of you find joy in travel, but also just in this travel business that you guys have created? Hmm. That's a good question. Jack, do you want to go or do you want me? I can go. Yeah. Um, I I think I'd find the most joy in, in that that cultural experience, the difference yeah. of cultures um, when traveling. Yeah. Uh, I think that and then that can actually go with travel planning as well I think yeah. it's so important to understand more people as yep. much as you can and there are so many different ways of living life on this planet and so traveling is really the only way you can truly experience that and going you know going to a going to Italy or going to France or, or going wherever you are able and immersing yourself in that culture as much as you can not even trying not to take the full tourist package but like trying to kind of fit into their life a little bit and kind of learn from them I think that's been really educational for us like trying to grab those and so that on the travel planning side we hope and we try to kind of put that into our travel plans to help people experience the culture more than just going to see it. I think one of the biggest takeaways from traveling that has led to more just like happiness and expanding my worldview is learning that there's not really a right way to do things. Like I think as Americans, we come over and we're like, oh, there's one way to do all these certain things when really there's so many different ways to do the same thing. And right. And instead of looking at it as like, what's the right way it's like well what can we learn from the from all the different approaches from the way people um live their life or even the way they like serve coffee and they're like from like the places that 
where iced coffee is popular over here might not be and so it's like why and asking the questions and it's like why do they charge for ice and it's like well maybe and it's just having these like conversations about like okay well that's there's not really a right way but like what is different about this what can we learn from this and I think that gives me better like empathy and just understanding for people's differences and I I just feel a lot more connected um to people in general from traveling. And so that has just led to a lot of honestly happiness and joy in my life. And then being able to hopefully spur on those conversations and experiences for other people through travel planning is is something that brings me a lot of joy. That's the coffee thing has been the biggest thing that I've heard <laughs> from everybody who is that that's the biggest shock for some people is that you can't, yeah. like, it's not the same coffee here. And so I've heard that quite a bit that that's just been a shock for everybody sometimes. And I'm like, I don't know what you really expect. <laughs> we kind of I'm, Americanized it a little bit. <laughs> well, especially um, you think that it's funny because you think Italians drink the most coffee ever but it's actually Americans because the port even the portion sizes are different you come over here and it's it's really typical to get a latte or a cappuccino with at least two shots of espresso but over in Italy the traditional cappuccino is one shot of espresso and so you can have multiple or you can have a cappuccino and espresso later in the day and over here you're like chugging these giant drinks with like three shots in them or like your yeah your giant coffees and you're like no wonder we're all like bouncing off the walls feeling like we're constantly about to have a panic attack (laughs) it's just it's so it's so different so yeah now I'm gonna ask the cliche question of what's what's on the bucket list where where is the next spots you would love to go visit whether it's the first time or somewhere you want to go back to Right. I think we've we've both been really talking about Iceland recently would be top of the list because it just looks absolutely gorgeous and like nowhere else in the world. So that's pretty high on the list for us. Yeah. We just found out that there's actually, I live in Raleigh, North Carolina, that there's a direct flight from Raleigh to Iceland. I was like, that's very unheard of that we can, we can go straight there. Wow. That's so nice. I was like, it's just one flight. I was like, that's really weird. But yet to get out to Seattle, <laughs> I have to take a connecting flight. <laughs> yeah. Like a whole lot of sense. It's like, who, who, who puts this together? Who right. makes I'm this? Like, I would really love to, I mean, we both talked about going back to London. We actually have plans to go back in spring of next year, but um, London's so huge. You could go like five times and still explore another borough. So I loved it there though. It is, uh, it's, it is on my list of places that I would love to go to this year. Um, I have, I, I've done Athens. I've, we did Santorini, we did Paris, Mm. but I so badly just want to go to London just to my, my dad traveled for the last 30 years of his life. And so he's been there so many times and I'm like, I just want to go because I've heard so much about it. So, um, that's on my list for this year as well. So. Oh, awesome. My last question for both of you is just what inspires you? Oh, that's good. Um, Jack, do you have an answer? Do you want me to go? I feel like, so, I feel like there's so much and then I'm trying to come up with like something unique and something like, yeah. so I'm like, do I just, <laughs> oh gosh. Um, 
I love I, to stump people at the very end of the interview just for yeah just with this one question <laughs> it's good it's it's such a big question though I mean so much I feel like I feel like people who are just like can live authentically as themselves and know like the gifts that they have to offer the world and aren't afraid to like bring them to fruition and share them with their community and the people around them is really inspiring. And so when I find people like that, I really try to channel that sort of energy in my own life because, you know, there's always that, um, that sense of uh, imposter syndrome or like wondering if <laughs> you're yeah. going the right direction and all that. But I think those types of individuals are really people who are uh, really who are what's inspiring me right now. Uh, you're not the only one with imposter syndrome. I get that. I feel like that all the time, especially in this world of creation. I'm like, I don't want to be like the same person everybody sees on TikTok every single day. But I'm like, am I? You do the doubting. What would you say, Jeff? I'd say I'd say I'm inspired by by this kind of stuff, honestly, by, by, by you pursuing your podcast, by our travel planning, by people around us doing these side hustles and, and, you know, just going for it. And they're obviously like, usually a side hustle isn't just like, oh yeah, usually not just a simple way to make money. There's usually passion involved in there. Yes. And so there, there's always a little sparkle in people's eyes when they, when they get to do yeah. their, their side hustle. I think that's really inspiring and really cool. Yeah. I think pursuing your passion is, is, one of the best things you could do so yeah I think as much as everybody talks about you know oh millennials and there's so many people who are doing side hustles I think that's the beauty to your point too Jack I think that's the beautiful thing is that people are going and chasing their passions it's not people are not wanting to sit behind the desk every single day all day sometimes people are wanting to be out and are wanting to go and do it makes them happy and passionate and I think um, to a little bit of what Olivia was hitting at earlier, it make us such a happier place if we all, you know, we're continuously going and doing that. Um, because like I said, this would make me happy doing this all day long and getting to talk to so many incredible people. And um, it's what it's, I think that's the cool thing about side hustles. Yeah. It's they're they're like this outlet for, maybe yeah. a, a some sort of hobby or something that you are interested in but you can't find that fulfillment in the job that's currently you yeah. know allowing you to pay your bills and and stuff like yeah. that so I yeah. think it's cool in that way it definitely is and I think it's yeah I think sometimes it teaches you like you go through the struggles and you go through the ups and downs and you learn sometimes I feel like you learn it more in, in this side hustle area than you do in other areas because, and I'm Olivia, I'm sure you see it too in the startup. It, it's not easy all the time. You have to, you're sometimes doing things as a one woman or one man show. And mm -hmm. uh, I think you learn a ton of business of so many different areas um, and success and failures come hand in hand with each other in the side hustle area. Oh yeah, absolutely. You have to be willing to pivot and change and be quick on your feet and listen to your audience, figure out what, what they're asking for, what they want, while also not, um, 
not abandoning you know your vision for something so like there's a lot of balance there's a lot of trial and error but um it's yeah. a beautiful journey I think it's one of the coolest things you could ever do is Absolutely. It's, it's start up some sort of business. So yeah. Olivia and Jack, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking with me today. The travel bug. I'm, I'm ready to get back on the road. <laughs> <laughs> As we were talking about earlier, I am ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I am so grateful to have both of you on to here today to talk with me and uh, dive into your world a little bit more. Um, all of their socials are going to be linked down below so you guys can go follow along. And if you are um, traveling, go get one of their guides. Um, so you guys can have some recommendations from them. Um, but guys, I can't thank you enough. And, uh, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Thank you so much for having us. This has been so much fun. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And and as always, and as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye (laughs) y'all.